0: Business 1440 KYCR. KYCR Golden Valley. Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
1: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Russia continues to die any involvement of any kind in the president's phone call with Ukraine and alleged pressure he put on Ukraine to try and help him in the election. Russia speaking out against the uh, Congressional Democrats' effort to impeach the president in so much as saying that Russia was not involved in the lease. Meanwhile, President Trump has been trying to go somewhat on the offensive as the Democrats continue to threaten impeachment proceedings, the president insisting he did nothing wrong. The U.S. Judges says that she will block the administration's rules for the detention of immigrant children, calling them inconsistent with a longstanding agreement that lays out the conditions of custody. On Wall Street yesterday, it was a loss for the Dow of 70 points to close out at 26,820. The NASDAQ down by 91. The S&P 500 gave up 16. This is SRN New. Guys,
2: waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced. Free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply. Absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached, free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. Pro-life
3: across America, the Billboard people.
0: Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said, this is going to be someone very special.
4: Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Pro-Life Across America,
5: the Billboard people. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall
0: Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. It's a wild time. It's the King Banyan Show.
6: We want to create jobs. The quickest
4: way to do it is to provide more food stamps.
7: Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody
0: else. As an educator and former legislator. And that is the free lunch myth. Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves. To break down the local and national economic news that matters to you.
4: Hip hip hooray, unemployment is down.
5: We're in an age where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists
2: always carry a relatively little weight in politics. Now,
7: here's King Banyan. Good morning and welcome. Coming to the very end of summer. But the sun is shining outside and sun is shining into our, our office here, broadcasting you from St. Cloud State University School of Public Affairs. I am King Banyan, I'm, the, I'm a dean up here, I'm also excited because it's the football home opener up here t- uh, later today, and so tailgating at Husky Stadium will be hot and heavy in about six hours, six and a half hours from now um i i hope to be there but i gotta mow the lawn first it's been so much rain anyway welcome to the show today we're glad to have you here and uh we'll we'll welcome uh uh as we said last week uh we uh had a we, we had to say goodbye to our our producer andrew so we now bring to you uh eric uh lavinger uh Who's yeah. down at the studio there? Uh, Hello, was, Eric.
6: Hello, oh, hey King. That was close enough. I mean, if you think about it, my name is the two emotions that people
7: feel: love and anger. That's what I always tell. Love, anger. Yes, there love you go. Anger. But you know what? First time meet me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you a little bit of a a little bit of. You cut me a little slack, yeah. okay? You you know, Eric, I'm gonna say, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. John Berg uh, kind of said you you didn't necessarily say you had a sense of humor but which i thought was weird because i don't know how you could put up with the rest of the narn with mitch Uh, and brad if you lack one
6: uh, no i got a good sense of humor good
7: good glad to have it all right so so eric's filling in this week we're going to be we're going to be breaking in two because not one producer is not enough for the king banging show thank you very much coming up by the way uh, in a few weeks, the ten-year anniversary. I'm going to actually dig through the uh, dig through the archives and find the date of the very first uh, very first broadcast of the King Banging Show here on Business 1440. Back then, we even had a different frequency. But uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com is how you do this show, and so welcome to Eric. Uh, I I gave him the. I'm giving his name the uh, French treatment, but he, he informs me that his background is is much more of your typical Minnesota Scandinavian, which I certainly am not. Um, got zero in that category. Uh, this is one of those weeks that's got some news in it. There's a lot of news that isn't statistics. I give you the data. I'll do that in just a moment. Um. Uh, we're producing you some of the audio from thursday night's democratic debate i'm going to say this up front i have heard i heard a a what i will consider to be one of the uh and i will use the, this phrase uh, uh, advisedly right-wing talking points there was clearly um a, a talking point running around among many conservative websites and and uh, radio hosts saying they say a word about the economy I didn't talk about the economy because the unemployment rate is low and the economy's doing great and so they can't talk about that so they talked about other stuff i actually heard a fair amount of economics in it now what i heard from them on economics is rather uh is is rather disturbing <laughs> right um but we at least got Bernie Sanders to say that Venezuela Venezuela bad, Maduro bad, which he hadn't been really all that willing to say before. So, so you know what? There was good news from that debate. Okay, Maduro so bad, even Bernie Sanders can figure it out. Um, and so, I, I, hopefully, we'll have some we'll have some audio for you for that. Uh, it's getting uh, it's getting arranged uh, in real time, as they say. Um, so forth. Um, good news on the China front. Good news, I think, on on the Brexit front. Here's here's the basic point of the week. No matter what you read of the little statistics, although the statistics would support this story, I think we may have we may have seen some of the tensions that had been building up through the summer subside a little bit this week. If this continues in a direction in the direction that we can now imagine, that frankly, two weeks ago we could not, the, we might be in a much better place come November than we had previously thought, and that might actually lead us to start thinking the the concerns about about recession and so forth are changing. I'm going to talk about all of that along with with a few pieces about about the debate and the reason why i find andrew yang the most interesting person in politics right now this does not mean i'm going to vote for him i i will not vote for him okay i love his analysis i'm not a fan of the cure okay I love his analysis because it indicates some fairly original deep thinking which I'm sure Elizabeth Warren will steal sometime soon. Anyway, let's get let's get let's get down to uh, first of all the the news of the week, the data the, the da- what's inside the data that came out this week. There were pieces of news in this that were pretty good that I think are actually going to be helpful. I'm going to go away from from I'm going to go away from the interest rate and Federal Reserve announcement. The Fed's going to meet this week. You can okay, you can expect that interest rates are going to be moved down down at the uh, Fed meeting. That announcement will happen on Wednesday. I will be in fact in transit between I've got like four appointments on Wednesday. The last one puts me up in the evening up in the uh, Baxter Brainerd area where I will then take a couple days at leisure uh and uh we'll actually we'll actually have a a replay of the show for you next week but i'm just going to say that's going to be a it's going to be a pretty special uh it's going to be a pretty special spiffy uh week up here uh because i've those except for those two days off we're doing the 150th anniversary of saint cloud state i'm telling you homecoming homecoming 2019 up here i got my calendar has no white space on it at this particular moment it's cool, except for those two days. Those two days, I'm going to go hide up north and look at the lake. Hopefully, look at some, look at some leaves um, and maybe even look at a little white ball a few times, too. But anyway, here's that. So forget the Fed. The Fed's going to do what it's going to do. It's going to drop interest rates, 25 basis points. Okay, so I've now told you what's going to happen. So the fact that I won't be around to tell you what happened next week won't matter because you already know. But what it's going what happened this week will set the stage for how he might, how Jay Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, might talk about it. Remember last week we talked, or last month we talked about the fact that uh, Powell was was talking about an insurance cut. This was like a mid-course adjustment to interest rates. It wasn't really. I expect him to continue that language. I expect the I expect FOMC to sort of say. This 25 basis points might be all there is. And the market seems to be prepared for that. How do we know this? Consumer confidence levels were up uh, 1.2% above the forecast. Okay, up to 92 from 89.8. And after getting a massive drop in August. So it was this massive drop as people thought, boy, this trade dispute with China looks really, really tough probably nothing's going to happen for the next year this is bad news we now see in the current we now see the news we'll get to we'll get to talk about the news of of what actually is happening between china and the united states a little later in the show this morning but you can see that you can see that current conditions expectations for future conditions both moved higher in the university of min University of Michigan survey of consumer sentiment um, one year one year expect inflation expectations in that survey are now at two point eight percent two point eight percent so this thought that money is really tight mm, I don't know but most of that is due to expectations according to the to the University of Michigan regarding tariffs uh Regarding those tariffs, the University of Michigan said, Concerns about the impact of tariffs on the domestic economy also rose in early September. 38% of all consumers made spontaneous references to the negative impact of tariffs, highest percentage since March 2018. Those who negatively mentioned tariffs also held more negative views on the overall outlook for the economy. As well as anticipated higher inflation and unemployment in the year ahead end quote if that should be changed by the developments that happened over the last five days between the US and China that's a that's a positive for the economy now the valuation of what I think what I think the Fed will do is based on their assessment of whether or not the thawing in the relationship between the U.S. and China is real, or if they just want to hold their cards, they'll do the interest rate cut because they say, "Okay, we're going to we're going to do the interest rate cut based on what we've seen so far." But based on what we've just seen in the last week, we might be willing to think about pausing that because we really have positioned this not as a down cycle in interest rates, but we've positioned this as a as a uh, as an adjustment, a mid-expansion a mid adjustment to interest rates instead. Mortgage rates came down. They're now averaged at 3.82%. But those rates moved back up in the last week. If you just listened to the previous show here on Business 1440, you would have heard those rates, those rates went down, but they're going to go back up, which should cause a whole lot of refinancing efforts here over the next week or two, and those people who are sitting on the fence about buying a new house probably will get off that fence here if the move in interest rates that we saw in the last week toward higher long-term rates. If those continue, you should see that people will say, okay, I have I had better make my decision now about about buying that house because I may not get another opportunity to lock in a, a, a mortgage in the threes. So... I think that's I think that's the likely impact of what we've seen over the last week. If this continues, if this continues, and that is really, I think the uh, I really think the uh, question. What one last thought to hear to this is um, is to look at the use of consumer credit outside of the mortgage. We did get a report this week about revolving credit card debt is that was up $10 billion in July. It's an 11% increase month, you know, on an annualized basis. That's the biggest gain in approximately two years. Okay. This has been, as we've said on the show, a consumer-led expansion in 2019. It showed no signs of abating there. And if the mortgage rates look like they may have hit a bottom and people rush into the market to lock in those rates uh, here over the next few weeks, that that consumer led expansion which should continue from the third into the fourth quarter. Let's take a break here when we come back a little more analysis of of the of the data. There's bad news out there too. We'll give it to you all coming up next here on the King Banyan show on Business 14:40.
0: If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boom box that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in.
8: Alexa, play Business Radio 1440.
0: Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon smart speakers.
8: Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free waterproof luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000 square foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033 or visit shi-mn.com.
6: Hi, this is Tim and this is Lee and we're the Kingdom Builders. You've often heard us talk about our theme verse Colossians 3:23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. We want to be as perfect as possible, but we realize nobody's perfect all the time. For example, we just did a roof for a lovely family here in the Twin Cities area and asked them how things went and he said The crew was uh, kind enough to move my barbecue grill off of the deck when we were doing the tear-off so we wouldn't get debris down on its barbecue grill. After the roof was complete, they put my barbecue grill back on the deck, but they got the grill backwards. The knobs were on the wrong side. (laughs) And I had to remind them, hey, Mark, we're not great barbecue grillers. We're just great roofers. We can't guarantee we're going to get your grill in the
2: exact same position on the deck when we're finished, but we can guarantee the workmanship that we do on your roof for the life of the product. If you'd like a no-obligation estimate or evaluation on your roof or gutters, please give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net.
3: Blue Rock Seating Inn
8: Your old heating and cooling system could be costing you money. BOGO BOGO BOGO! Buy a high-efficiency furnace and get an air conditioner for free. That's right, free. Plus 18 months no interest and no payments for qualified buyers. Hurry! This offer expires October 15th. See GoBlueOx.com for details.
3: Blue Ox Heating and Air Legendary service, install and repair We'll fix anything with legendary care
0: you are listening to an Encore presentation of the King Banyan Show on Business
3: 1440. I need walls around me to hold my life. Keep me from going astray.
7: Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Uh, tasty. Very different sounds than what we've been hearing here on the music of the King Banyan Show over the last several months um we had a jazz kick here for a while but uh it's left the station uh and we will be we'll be uh we'll be getting into some of that uh we'll get in some of the different music and uh we'll have to jump start the uh kbrs uh, uh music bump uh spotify uh We'll, we'll have to we'll we'll train we'll train Eric and the uh, other new person to be introduced at a later time uh, coming up here over over the next few weeks here on the King Banyan show on business 1440 thank you so much for listening appreciate your appreciate your ears and attention to this show very much so I I left you left you talking some about the news and I think there was positive news. It is interesting that probably the most important piece of data reported, uh, or I said one of the two most important bits of data reported in the last week, because there were there were two pieces that I think think were important. One of them being what's happening with the consumer price index, but the other one I'll turn to first, which is retail sales. The sales report on the headline number looked really positive, up, up four tenths of a percent in the month of in the month of July, uh, and and that now be excuse me in August, and that means that uh, that the consumer is doing well. So it fits the narrative that I've been trying to tell you that it's a consumer-led expansion. There are warning signs in that. So if I turned a little bit to the negative side of of, of the week's news. Here's the warning sign. Retail sales, when it's reported by by the Census Bureau, gives you retail sales increases over 13 different categories of types of stores, types of retail stores. The gains were largely in, in six of the 13 areas. When you see that narrow, so like we've talked, when we do Job Saturday, we talk about the Diffusion Index, the number of industries that are expanding employment, the number of retail stores, the types of retail stores that are expanding their sales is also worth paying attention to. Okay, if you take uh, auto stores, you take non-store retailers, think Amazon, right, Um. They were up one8 1.6%. Non-store sales are up 16% from a year ago. Non-store sales is, is internet and mail order. Put those together. That's what that number is. But if you look at restaurants and bars, the leisure sector, they're down. We look at employment here in the St. Cloud area. We just reported out our quarterly business report here in the uh, St. Cloud Times, and, we, and I did the, uh, did the review here. I will actually get you a link to our slides that, we, uh, that I showed here uh, in uh, St. Cloud on Thursday, or actually up in Sartell uh, on Thursday of this week. Our leisure and hospitality employment, our retail employment levels are down from from year ago numbers. Okay, because we don't have the non store, we don't have. We, yes, we have auto sales, but uh, and and those have helped, but those numbers are down. Some of that number in August uh, may have been may have been because because uh, some people pulled back from buying things because of Hurricane Dorian. I know that my mom. At who who, as I've mentioned to you many times lives in uh, the Myrtle Beach area um, she had um, she basically by the 30th of August decided okay I got all my stuff I'm ready to go and she's just she just hunkered down for a week and I think it just worked out fine if you take out if you take out automobiles building materials gas stations those are the three most volatile compo- components of a retail sales report. If you take those three out, sales were unchanged in August. They're up four and a half percent from year ago levels. Okay, um, core sales, which would which would uh, which would take out the gas stations and food, but leave in the auto and building, are up at a nine point four percent annualized rate since the beginning of 2019. Okay. So. I still believe that the numbers are there on the consumer side. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of disquiet in some of the in some of the underlying figures, but I think it's still there. I don't think it's very. I don't think it should be said that. I don't think it should be said that uh, that the consumer is losing things. On the trade front, in fact, think about this: reported out this week, import prices fell a half percent. Because the dollar is so strong right now, because in part because of interest rate policies, which are upsetting President Trump, because he doesn't like a strong dollar. It's very interesting. I still wait for the moment, much like what happened with John Bolton this week, about which I have no, I, I I have nothing to say about that here in the show. I will comment at length when it turns out Larry Kudlow hits the bricks, um, just as I commented when Gary Cohn hit the bricks, because... They were sane voices inside the uh, inside the White House. Uh, to me, Kudlow is Kudlow is on the economic side. What Bolton has been on the what Bolton has been on the on the uh, foreign policy side. Kudlow is in is in favor of a strong dollar. And Trump is not. The evidence that the strong dollar side is winning is is that is that Trump is making noise about interest rates. He's not talking about exchange rates. He's talking about interest rates. But he's clearly trying to drive people, drive the dollar down, while Kudlow comes out and basically says, well, he's the president, he gets to to say what he wants to say, but he is not denied that uh, their policies are actually leading to a very strong dollar. Good news for consumers buying imported goods because that makes those goods cheaper. Cheaper, cheaper imports because of a strong dollar are helping this this expansion stay led by consumers. So that so though so that is in fact the good news. Import prices year over year down two percent. That is a that is significant. Okay? Now that might reverse as interest rates begin to come down on the long side, if they continue, although the last week is, has dented that story. If those interest rates do continue to come down, particularly if the Fed comes out with a 25 basis point decrease and on Wednesday, well, they will. I mean, look, I, I say that's money in the bank. But if they signal that they're willing to consider more cuts with, through the rest of 2019, the dollar will weaken, import prices will begin to go back up, and it will be interesting to see the impact of that on the u.s consumer interesting meaning i is it's that that classic minnesota thing of interesting being like oh i'm worried about that well i'm not really worried about that but i uh, but i do think it's something we will have to watch pretty carefully over the next over the next uh, few months not just if interest rates continue to fall but what that might mean for what happens to the dollar we are going to have to pay more attention to the to the state of the uh to the state of the uh of the dollar there now what else was a little bit was a little bit uh, uh interesting and negative in the in the market right headline cpi as i mentioned the other big number um Headline CPI, the core CPI number, up 2.4% year-over-year. Headline CPI, meaning including the the, uh, non-core items, 1.7%. This is the quickest pace for core inflation in 11 years. Let me repeat that. Year-over-year, 2.4% inflation in core CPI, quickest pace since September 2008. Services inflation led the way, not counting counting energy, up three-tenths of percent month over month for a third straight month, 2.9% year over year. Medical costs are, are leading the way. This is not, to me, altogether that unusual. You have a service sector economy trying to add workers, and as we pointed out last week during our Job Saturday report, we're adding more and more workers, we're pulling people off the sidelines in terms of labor force participation rates rising as you add those additional workers into the labor force at the very beginning they tend not to be as productive as they might otherwise be and that ends up showing that ends up showing up in prices right prices rise to adjust to having to hire more expensive labor, the expense here not necessarily being the wage that workers receiving, but an increased training costs and lower productivity for a while as you're bringing those folks up to speed. This is this is in fact, part, you know, you call that bad. You can call that good news or bad news. It's good news that workers are being pulled back into the labor force who may have been out of the labor force for years. The downside of that is. In terms of what happens on the service sector, you've got decreases in productivity that might actually cause some cost push inflation on this side. I'll, I'll point out one more thing about that from our quarterly business report on, uh, on last Sunday, and I will tell you a little bit more about that coming up right after this on The King Banyan Show on Business
3: 1440. Say,
9: Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, they may even stay for a year or so, and then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best 1995 you will have spent. That's the quick start, Relieffactor.com.
6: I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school. My name is Alan. I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-day class and um, fell in love with it after that, I was absolutely 100% sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off, you start following your rules, you recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make, and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner, I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough and nothing could be further from the truth.
1: Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410.
0: Or go to learn with OTA.com. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. It was a landmark day for the English language. Last week, Merriam-Webster added the singular genderless word they to their online dictionary, a change that will be reflected in subsequent editions of the hard copies of their dictionary as well. Merriam-Webster is the oldest publisher of dictionaries in the United States. It's had wide influence. This is more than a simply symbolic act, and Merriam-Webster understands that. But here's the question. How long will this current definition or this newly added definition last? How long will it be before he and she or his and hers are respelled or simply disappear? I'm going to make a prediction right now. The gender and sexual revolutionaries will not be satisfied with the singular they. And that's why this is so important. If you can control the language, if you can change the language, you will control and you will change the direction of the culture. I'm Albert Moeller. Sponsored by ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. You are listening to an encore presentation of the King Banyan Show on Business
7: 1440.
0: There is no real no perfection.
7: Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for spending some time with us today. For my looking for my, my little looking for my little sheet here. Where is that sucker? Here we go. There we go. Just want to remind you uh, on uh, September 24th. That's a week from Tuesday. That's ten days from today. All right, ten days from today, an evening with Michelle Malkin uh, at the Ames Center in Burnsville, Minnesota, featuring her new. Her new book, Open Borders, Who's Funding America's Destruction, which I believe the book is still out. Uh, tickets, tickets, I believe, are available. I am looking to see if I can... There it is. Can't make the Ticketmaster thing come up. Loading, loading, loading. Come on, Ticketmaster, get your act together. We pay you enough. Um, it looks like the tickets are going pretty pretty hot and heavy here but uh you can get them you just go over to uh and there's still a few seats even at the premium the elite vip don't you want to be an elite vip you do you do that gets you a chance to meet and get uh, gets you a pre-event meet and greet with uh with uh ms malkin uh that could be kind of fun. Uh, you get a copy of the book, and you get to sit in the front row, or at least in one of the first four rows, close enough. Okay, but you know what? You can get a, you can get a ticket, and just you say, "I just want to be in the room." Right? You can get a ticket for twelve eighty. Yep. Yep. That's no mistake, 1280, just like the, just like the frequency of uh, the Patriot. Uh, you can get them there, but come come over just so that they know that we talk to you about that. Go over to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, click on the banner, and go get your tickets today. That's, that's Michelle Malkin, Tuesday, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Love to see you there six five one two eight nine four four seven seven we're going to challenge the we're going to challenge eric um maybe to explore the idea of uh actually a phone call um uh, we'll we'll have to see we'll have to see how he does with those i guess because he's got experience with uh with mitch and brad's shows he's he's no neophyte when it comes to handling a phone call or two but you can test him if you want go ahead six five one two eight nine four four seven seven uh let's let's just finish up our thoughts here about uh what's going on with the uh what's going on with with the economy just a couple a couple of negative points okay i mentioned credit card debt is up well guess what non-revolving credit which is basically car loans student debt was reported up 13.3 billion dollars in july now totals over now totals over 3 trillion dollars um this is the second highest amount since August of 2016 uh, and, and could be a bit of a drag. Uh, the, last, the last negative item out there that, that I saw was that uh, a mixed uh, a National Federation of Independent Businesses uh, number was put out there. The Small Business Optimism Index weakened by uh, 1.6 points to 103.1, 100, which is about a six month low internals were mixed i'd encourage you i just tweeted uh to you at pound kbrs pound kbrs is the is the hashtag for the king Banyan show king the r of course stands for radio um the king Banyan show you can find it there and you'll see the the most recent tweet from me would be would be the quarterly business report and I will I will point out just one fact from it. If you take a look at the survey, so the, I should say the report contains both some data analysis which I do, and then there's a survey that is run by my colleague Rich McDonald, uh, and he has managed that thing going all the way back to 2000. He is he is the to me the he's still to me the uh, the. the the grandfather of uh, business surveys in Minnesota, because he's been probably running one longer than anybody else out there. There are some others out there, and including ones that are done by the state of Minnesota and by the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis. Uh, but, But I think it's fair to say ours has been out there longer than anybody else's. And as we look at that survey right at this moment, what I found interesting was was we didn't see good results in August in the August survey, but that's kind of normal for us. For some reason, business owners in in July and August always have some always have some questions about what's happening. My working theory, which is we take it for what it, what it is, it's just it's pure conjecture. But my pure conjecture is this: business owners, uh, business executives take their summer vacations, and then they return back to their offices, and they're like, okay, so summer summer vacation's over. I now got to get ready for the fall. Let me figure out what I need to do. They, they look where they are. They look at the plans they made back in January for what they thought they would get to at year end, and they're like, hmm, I got a long way to go. And I think it's that moment where reality meets expectation, and I think that happens toward the end of every summer. And so our August readings have always, through the 21 years now that we've been doing the quarterly business report, our, our readings in late summer have always been the weakest readings of the year. That said, I found the following fact interesting. Every bit, every one of the measures we do, so what we do is we ask them, over the last three months, what's happened to your own business activity? What's happened to the prices you've received on your goods? What has happened to the number of people on your payroll? What has happened to the wages on your payroll? What has happened to the difficulty of attracting qualified workers? What has happened to the to your capital spending plans? And we ask them, what's happened over the last three months? And then we ask them to answer those questions again with a perspective view. What do you think is going to happen to these items over the next six months? With the exception of capital spending, all of those items were down. With the notable exception of capital spending, all of those items were down. Okay. Even the it is interesting to me. They, I, know, I take that back. There was one other. Wages. So capital spending and wages were up between what happened in the last three months and my expectation for the next six. But everything else was down. This is, this is pretty unusual because there are a lot of businesses in the survey who typically have a seasonal pattern of hiring that causes them to add workers in the, in the fall and shed workers in the spring. So you would have expected them to say, my payroll's down the last three months, but it's going to go up in the next six because that's normal. You're not seeing that. At the same time, what you're seeing is an increase in capital spending. And you're seeing this increase in wages. This is consistent with the following story. We are in an area where we've had fairly tight tight labor markets. Our unemployment rate here in St. Cloud is 3%. Right? It's Right, been
2: down
7: below 3%. But on a seasonally adjusted basis, it's about 3%, and it's been about 3%, give or take a tenth of a point here or there for about a year. Wages are increasing. Their ability to add workers, therefore, is requiring them to pay more for labor. For labor, that, which, as I suggested before, is probably increasingly from a pool of workers who have less experience, maybe fewer skills. Likely less productive than the workers they already have, and there's fewer of them. We had we had at the at, at our uh, presentation on Thursday we had Susan Brower, our state demographer, up, and she talked largely about the labor force and what's happening in the labor force, and f- with a nice focus on Saint Cloud. And and the basic point for the entire state of Minnesota is over the next. Fifteen to twenty years, the number of additional workers you're going to be able to have come here in, to work in Minnesota is declining. What I see, what I see is happening is the natural response of business is if I don't think I can get labor to meet my needs to produce more goods and services, so I can increase my revenues and my profits. I have to m- give each worker I have additional labor, excuse me, additional capital to make them more productive so I can increase my production. If I want to produce more stuff, I can either keep the same technology and add more workers, or I can keep the same workers and increase the amount of technology I have to make e- make each of them more productive. Easier in the manufacturing sector, easier in in some other areas than in, than say in oh let's suppose construction where frankly frankly i i wonder I, I keep asking my friends in construction define for me what are new exciting technologies that allow you to take each construction worker and produce additional uh, produce a, additional construction from them and you get lots of great answers to that question doesn't mean they don't exist i just I haven't heard them Okay, in retail, what do you what do you think all the automation in retail is about? If you're going to make $15 an hour minimum wage mandatory, okay, you're going to make that make that mandatory and you need additional people to work in that sector, you're going to automate. You're going to try to make them more productive by making each worker able to do more. Either that or what you're going to do is you're going to add more service to that as a way to combat the non-store sales, to combat the internet sales. You make your your shop, you make your 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 retail floor more inviting, with more help, with more information, more fun place to go to. Right? People will still go out and and, and have a fun experience somewhere. People are willing to pay for entertainment. Make the retail floor more entertaining than going online. People will do it. But all of that costs money and all of that requires new investment and new technologies. And in a time when interest rates are so low that we're encouraging tons of people to engage in in the housing market and take on mortgages because the rates are below 4%, the same is true in the capital sector, in capital investment. People are going to be engaging more more capital to make each worker more productive. That's great for wages, but it adjusts to the fact that we just don't have as much labor supply coming into the market. Why? Because it's really as, as uh, uh, Susan Brower pointed out in, in her talk on Thursday, there's only two ways to make to make workers. You either need to have more babies or you need to, you need them to migrate into your state from someplace else. The problem with having more babies, it, the, the production process is about a 20-year cycle. If you make a new baby, you will have a new worker in about 20 years. If you bring a new migrant into your into your place, be it domestic migration or international migration, you've got one right away. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banging Show on Business 1440.
0: Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley.
2: I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports
0: all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official?
3: Life America, the Hello, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual. Where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com.
0: You are listening to an encore presentation of the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty.
7: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is fourteen forty. Thank you so much for listening today. 6512894477 seven, the number to call with your questions, comments, concerns or just yeah, I just wanted to give you a ring just to see if you guys are actually at that phone. Well, we are. We're here. Don't worry about that. Okay. I am I'm going to uh we now have some some record some recorded information from the uh from the bowels of the uh bowels of the Pat- of the patriot and businessman studios we found uh, some clips from the from the debates on uh thursday night from the democrat debates for thursday night those will be those will be interesting to too. we'll get to those in the next hour um but let's finish we're about finished with this thought but I, let me let me pause here to to do sort of a broader point this was this is inspired by a uh post uh put up by uh put up yesterday by uh uh, tim taylor he's a he's a professor he works at McAllister college he's an economist he's the editor of the journal of economic perspectives which is uh, a publication of the american economics association the large professional organization for economists in the united states and he has a post and i will tweet it to you at the break i didn't get this out beforehand uh because i've i've been trying to I've been trying to review the uh, cut sheet while I was doing this at the same time. Uh, I, am reading, I am reading a piece that he wrote called An Engels Pause. And I use, this, I use this because the Engels I'm referring to is Friedrich Engels from 1844, The Conditions of the Working Class in England. His book, of course, Engels four years later, publishes is the co-author of Das Kapital with his more famous co-author, uh, Karl Marx. So people will want to immediately turn this, tune this out and so forth. But, but here's what the Engels pause basically is. There's several decades where there's a high amount of technological progress. And, but wages stay approximately stagnant and profits go up and that leads to an increase in equality. There are lots of people, as Taylor points out, who believe this is what's happened over the past few decades. But the Engels pause is called the Engels pause because Friedrich Engels described this as being what happened in the early 19th century in the United Kingdom. And there's been a lot of research by economic historians on this this point. So this is from an article written by... um, uh, uh, an article uh, written back in 2009 by an economic historian named uh, Robert Allen um, and, and writes this, According to estimates of British GDP, output per worker in England, r- in Britain, rose by 46% between 1780 and 1840. Over the same period, the real wage index rose by only 12% over that, over that period of time. So this is the situation that was being described by Eng, okay by Engels in 1844. So that period was 1780 to 1840. What happens next? Between 1840 and 1900, Engels is betrayed by, by what actually happens. Output per worker, our measure of productivity, increases by 90%. And the real wage goes up by 123%. Okay? So... So this is the this is the actual pattern. There is this pause that happened, and we might be going through one of those pauses right now. Okay, so so as you look at that pause, and you want to compare it to what's happening uh, right now, uh, that's in fact what's being described when you listen to some of the debate and some of our concerns about the economy. I let me say it. Let me put it to you this way: in the next hour, what we'll talk about is is how political discussion actually was being moved in that debate because they're reacting to this much broader trend. How is it the economy seems to come up with these growth numbers, but at the same time it feels like real wages aren't growing? And we can t- and, and I'm going to con- put that in the context of what we hear from folks like Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren and the fellow I find quite interesting, Andrew Yang, who I think is at least circling the airport and looking like he might land the plane on the point that needs to be made. I just happen to think that he's using it to drive a drive a policy prescription that doesn't fit what it is that uh, is the problem. Okay, even if he has the problem right. We'll talk about that and more coming up right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. <laughs>
5: We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, There's Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers.
10: Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRCleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned.
7: Hey, honey. Now that the kids are back to college, I think it's time we replace the carpeting in the living room.
0: Yeah, we're overdue. What if we went with hardwood instead? It just looks so nice,
8: it lasts forever.
5: You know, Jan from work was just telling me about Serenity Home
7: Interiors. She said they just had their kitchen done. New hardwood, replaced the cabinets, and
0: countertops. She's been absolutely giddy about it the last couple of weeks. She's been raving about
7: how massive Serenity's showroom is, how nice the people are over there, and how they handled the entire project for them, start to finish. She said they'll even come out to your house for a free consultation.
2: Huh. I like the sound of that. You want to go check out the showroom then, get some ideas?
7: Great, but I'm still thinking carpet over hardwood. (laughs)
2: Well, let's go take a look at the options. Have them swing by with some samples then.
8: Call Serenity Home Interiors today, 952-303-4033 or go to shi-mn.com. That's shi-nn.com.